Excuse us. This is, this is our first our first time in front of a camera. Well, at least <laughs> for me, <laughs> Richard. Apparently. If you go to Pornhub and you, <laughs> you, you search "scruffy twink <laughs> getting railed," <laughs> you, you can find her. It's just me at work. Yeah. Hispanic man. <laughs> Get a fifty dollar paycheck at the end of the week. There you go. So here we are, episode one. Here, let's open it up. Welcome to the first episode of the podcast, guys. Believe it or not, we have actually already filmed an episode before, but before Levi was here, Richard was in charge of the audio, and it was shitty. So, ta-da! As you know, my name is Brian. This is Richard, calibration expert, if the EPA is watching. Here you go. (laughs) He owns all the tuning devices and anything that has to do with any aftermarket calibration and defeat devices. I thought we found those in the parking lot. Oh, did we? I think so. No, no, those were the needles. No. Unfortunately, we no longer have any tuning equipment. Uh, we lost them all ter- in a boat Terrible, accident. yeah, terrible. We went fishing. Oh. We thought we needed it. Uh, our, our our guide, uh, Captain Scott, yeah. was there. Not not to be confused with Captain Kirk, but Scott, yeah. So yeah. we were in a boating accident, lost all of our tuning devices, all engages, SCT devices, HP and, and HP tuner, all 16 of them. So all yeah. gone. But Richard still has the serial numbers saved on his laptop <laughs> if anybody needs them, and the amount of tunes he's done. So, with that being said, episode one, what to cover? Let's cover the basic questions. Why has it taken so long for a podcast episode to actually be posted? Why do you think? I'm going to just go ahead and blame COVID. COVID? Let's just be honest. With COVID, anybody who is in the automotive industry during 2020 and they told you that they had a bad year, they're fucking liars. Oh, yeah, they're full of shit. Full of shit. Everybody that I've talked to, who I'm not going to name any names right now, but you guys know who we fuck with, they all had record-setting years. Why? Because people in the automotive industry will spend their very last penny modifying their cars. So whether it was any headers, tuning, nitrous kits, turbo systems wheels tires suspension components everybody fucking made money everybody had a record year and then if you really want to get into it the majority of those companies that were open that entire time also got out ppp loans so everybody made money everybody had money the car people spent all their money on their cars so i mean i don't blame them i was happy we actually had a decent year i went from thinking that we were going to have to close down or lay off the majority of our staff to Hey, this turned out to actually be a decent year. So uh, I think we can ask any of our guys, any of our friends that came by here. They're like, what the fuck is going on with this year? Like, why do you have so many cars outside? Why do you have so many boxes showing up every single day? Business was booming. Business was booming. And we're usually already pretty steady. So for us to have a record year or a year where we're busier than normal, it was just nuts. I mean, there was days that we would leave here and we're just like, did we really just knock out 30 cars in one day for exhaust or basic, you know, cold air intake and tune components. It was just ridiculous. It was hectic. So, again, in short, anybody that tells you they had a bad year that's in the automotive industry for 2020, full of shit, 100%. But to answer our question, that's, you know, that's my answer because of COVID. We've been so freaking busy. We haven't had a chance outside of regular filming for the YouTube channel to find the time to sit down and have a podcast session and talk about stuff that you guys want to talk about and things that we want to let out, like, the uh, website launch that's coming up for the uh, exhaust shop and as well as other things that Brian wants to talk about. So the exhaust shop is the bread and butter. We do not make 
any money that makes a noticeable difference via YouTube. Everything is funded and happens because of my exhaust shop here in Pasadena, Texas. With that, we are launching a website to kind of help our customers that call us from all over because they do watch the channel or they do want to support us. We now have a website here. Levi will put the link. And if you just want to buy any parts or need anything, uh, we carry a bunch. We work with a bunch of warehouses, so we usually have most things in stock. If you don't see it on the website, reach out to us and <coughs> we'll do our best to help you out. Uh, you can blow me up on Facebook Messenger. I usually, usually respond pretty well. Just don't be a weirdo and message me at like 3 in the morning. <laughs> Unless you're in like Dubai or some other country and that's a normal time for you. Yeah. So, yeah, the, the, the website launch is pretty cool, but people seem to think that just because you're on YouTube, you're making money. Definitely and, not. And we are definitely on YouTube. I like making the videos. It's cool stuff. But the hardest part about making regular videos is making content that I deem or maybe that I think is entertaining, right? So we get all these vehicles in, whether it's a new Mustang, an older Mustang, a GM car, truck, whatever it is. And it's just basic stuff. And I had to learn that even though I don't find it particularly interesting, people love that stuff. So to where it, it's a regular run-of-the-mill setup to me. You know, we get these supercharged cars, they're Paxton kits or basic Mustangs with turbo kits. And you're like, man, this thing's making 800 horsepower. I guess we just kind of become numb to it because it's just an everyday thing for us. Yeah, I'm, I'm burned out on cars. I, I, I work on them 24-7. And the last thing I want to hear about when I get home is cars. But it's awesome. Like, if you think about it from a outside perspective, what you said is true we're so numb to this thing where 800 is like meh you know 600 is whatever you know like i would daily drive 800 all day long but yeah know. no i mean a hundred percent i'm just telling one of the guys to check the ac atada's fucking here so <laughs> <laughs> we we see so many cool cars that it's become boring to us like it takes a lot like to actually like excite me and even with some of my own stuff like you know we're kind of going through the ringer of oh no it blew up again we're pulling it out and pulling it back in you know yeah we picked up the motor the other day for the mustang and we've done it so many times that it does not satisfy me or provide any sort of gratification it's just like whatever okay how long is this one gonna last yeah how long is this one gonna <laughs> last and what are we gonna do whenever it doesn't last so uh with that being said we did get the mustang engine back together so we should have that on video soon our friends at aldo and uh, aldo weld and Michael, who works over there, will be helping us out with that, along with John Lund and Circle D and the normal, usual gang. All solid people. All 100%. solid, mo mostly. But that's fine. That, that's for another video. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see how this engine goes over before we say anybody's not solid. Well, I mean, I think uh, we've learned a lot along the way. Because, I mean, let's face it, it's a stock block in the 7s. Stuff's going to go wrong. Uh, we're not the first ones in the 7s with this platform, but... There's always room to learn and grow in that aspect. It's not easy. Eights is, you know, it's cake. High eights is cake now. Yeah. Right? You know, people and myself, we struggled to get into the eights for a while with the other vehicles. And then now we're there. The truck got there so easy. What's funny with the F-150 is when I purchased it, nobody had even been in the nines yet. Right? So Jack had his red truck that Manuel at midnight was working on. And we had ours. And it was one of those, well, who's going to get into the nines? So on, you know, whatever, right? And they ended up going out one Friday night, regular prep, nothing particularly special at uh, Baytown. Boom, 9-4. Yeah, it was Fucking, a cakewalk. Like, it was cake. All these other tuners, all these other people putting these vehicles together, they couldn't even get out of the tent. 
but they had plenty of dyno videos, thousand horsepower F one fifty. You know, blah blah blah. But they couldn't make them shift. They, that they, was always the issue. They couldn't make them shift, and they couldn't get them to live. So Jack goes out. He runs a nine four almost oh, effortlessly, yeah. easy. And they even told them, "Y'all are late to the party." But the party didn't even start until until midnight, and then we got in it. Yeah. So Jack had his truck. Once I saw his truck, I wanted to get it. So then I bought my truck. I ordered it. We could have ordered any color except white, but that was what was going to get here sooner. So I bought that one. We get it. We turbo it. Of course, with Aldo, it takes a little bit longer than anticipated always, right? So it's a li- it takes a little bit longer than anticipated, and it was more expensive. I'm not talking shit, but I think we got the Sierra uh, pretty. Stop. 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 We'll save that for later. But long story short, we get the F-150. First time we go to the track, boom, in the nines all day long. couple more track visits. We're in the eights. First one's into the eights with a stock motor or even that generation F-150. Here I am thinking that we're going to have... 30 videos like other youtubers and other people of us trying to hit our goal and struggle with actually doing it and then the f-150 is like nah bro i got you boom eight nine yeah easy and we haven't really messed with the truck since then as far as turning it up or finding any other sweet spots that was all foot brake stuff we have a trans brake on it we've we, there's so much more out there for that truck now and people are oh, yeah. barely catching up i think there's only one other one with a stock engine in the eight and that was manual at midnight so yeah. it, it, it we're, we're literally our own competition at this point and we're all friends so to me it doesn't even matter yeah my thing with the truck is i don't want to blow it up i want to keep it running just because it's such a fun thing to jump yeah. into why push it we've already set the bar we were the first ones there there's no reason to keep pushing it what i don't understand is why it took somebody so damn long to get to that point because making the fuel system out thing was not hard i literally just cut the stock bucket put two pumps in it call it a day what's funny is they everybody was kind of well most people were waiting for like four innovations or yeah what's that other big company aeromotive or somebody somebody to come up with a solution and nobody really had one and you know i think one or two other guys they were kind of just making them but there was no reason to pay that much when all you really needed to do was drop in two wabaros upgrade the line do your injectors couple uh regulators and you're good yeah and 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 that's what it was like we literally put that truck together up to our standards which is a lot nicer than a lot of people's Went out there, did the deal, and everybody loves the F-150. So that thing is just a blast. What is funny to me in the automotive scene is you have these shops that work on years and years. They go on several platforms trying to accomplish something, and they just never get there. Whether it's because a lack of giving a fuck or they just don't really know what they're doing. You see these companies that kind of, they come up, and then they fall off. And the usual lifespan for an automotive business is two to three years. And a lot of these places, they come in strong. They got all these Instagram and social media posts. And they're doing this. They're doing that. They're going to shake up the world. And then they flame out year two if they even make it that far. And they end up owing a lot of people money. And then yeah, they because the startup debt is always going to eat them alive if they can't make it out. 100%. And what's funny is usually in the automotive scene, it's Peter to pay Paul, right? So I'll take a deposit from you to finish somebody else's project that I should have started on months ago. And then it's just a never-ending cycle yeah. until it catches up. And then before you know it, that shop's closed. In the middle of the night, they move or all it takes down, is, and then they're done. Yeah, all it takes is one pissed-off customer flaming you on the internet, and it's over. Yep. You know, with substantial proof. And that's always been the issue with a lot of these local shops. Now, me being here, you know, going on two years now, you've never asked me to do anything shady. We've never had to take money from somebody else to pay, you know, to finish someone else's build. We've never had to do that before, you know. I mean, so I, I think I think a lot of that comes from, you know, the the customer service perspective. You know, I, I was in big banking. I've done accounting for uh, decent sized uh, corporations. And 
my customer service skills or the stuff that I do here with our people or our customer base is just different, right? Yeah. So if we fuck up, which doesn't happen often, but if we do, I'm not the type of person to be like, well, shit, buddy, you're on your own. And then I leave, I leave somebody uh, hung out to dry and they have to figure it out. No, definitely Because not. I know the majority of the people in the car scene, <clears throat> they literally live paycheck to paycheck. And if if I'm going to screw somebody like that, like we're not going to last long. Definitely so we've not. been here four, four years and some change at this location. And we've made it, and I can count on maybe one or two instances where I might have had a disgruntled customer. But I can tell you right now, anybody that we've ever dealt with that has reached out and said, hey, I've had an issue with this, they've been taken care of. Oh, yeah, 100%. A lot of these places, though, they don't give themselves the margin or the gap to... Allow for mix-ups. To allow for mix-ups or fuck-ups that inevitably will happen. If you're doing the volume that we're doing, or even half of what we're doing, you're going to have some issues, right? Yeah. There's going to be, you know, shit that's more expensive or stuff that breaks along the way or you dig into an engine, you're like, oh, it, they came in for a cam, but the fucking lifters are shot. Yeah, that literally just happened. Like, like it's just like, oh, well, you know, you, you have to pay more. But if it's one of those things of, hey, you know, we screwed up whenever we were doing it, we just take it on the chin and kind of just run with it and get them their vehicle back. A lot of people won't do that. And I think that's why a lot of the automotive industry has a bad reputation when it comes to shops because these shop owners the majority of them they're they're living a they're they're posting a world that isn't real yeah you know they oh well we got this car we got that car boom 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 we're knocking out so much and it's like bro bro that's the bank's car yeah that's the bank's car and how many times did you tear it apart off camera and put it back together before anybody realized what happened well not only that but it's just like you're running up your, your credit card debt you're using your customer deposits to fund this lifestyle that you want people to think you have that isn't even like sustainable nope. so these shops always flame out like if i wanted to name names i could probably pop off with like four or five shops right now and i would make <laughs> more enemies than i need but anybody who's been in the car scene long enough they've known like you know these places that come and they offer great deals boom 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 we're the best don't go to this place don't go to that place yeah. And then they then they flame out and they or end up let having, us build your car uh, and you just pay costs and we'll do the labor for free. Bro. No. How many there was one instance <laughs> where a shop that was ran by known pieces of shit took in all this work and they actually lasted 2 or 3 years because they had a good backer mm-hmm. uh, a guy who literally had no idea what these people were or maybe he thought that they had changed and then before you know it they're sending out text messages, emails and phone calls saying, "Hey, we're uh, leaving at the end of the week. You might want to come pick up your car. Uh, it's You're going to need a couple boxes. And, and that's happened a number of times in Houston. Not with that same shop, but with several shops. And yep. that's, I mean, it, it is what it is. I mean, that comes with the territory just because of the fact that Houston is basically, for now, for the time being, it's still the mecca for, you know, motorsports. H- in terms Houston of is the, the mecca of horsepower. Yeah. And I've always said that. And with, with Texas 2K going to another city at some point after this next one, since they are closing the track, and they haven't said anything publicly about a new track, uh, I don't see the shops shifting or anybody going anywhere else. You, you want to see fast cars, fast trucks, shit that people aren't doing, you come to Houston or you come to Texas 2K and you see the fastest shit. Yeah, Underground's based in North Carolina, but it's only in Houston that you can be driving around. And if you drive long enough on any given highway, Somebody's going to pull up that's making 800, 900, 1,000 horsepower easily. And just you're about on to their get to work. Yeah, and, you, and you're going to get fucked up. I can't tell you how many times I was driving from Crosby to our Pasadena store here. 
in the white truck and how many NA cars or stock Hellcats or yeah. anything that, that just pulls up. <laughs> I saw pulls that up. one. Yeah, they just pull up and they just get fucking railed. And they think, yeah, oh, okay, this truck's got a little drag pack on it. It's probably NA because nobody expects, you know, the, the single cab to be that fast. And when you pulled on that guy going sideways... I mean, yeah. it, that, that's just what it is. Yeah. You know, th- things change and people see like, man, you know, I need to spend some money and mod my shit. But I've always liked having something fast. You know, since I've been into it the last 15, 16 years, you know, I'm dating myself here. But fuck, you know, we're getting old. So it, it's just speaking crazy. of, you know, going back in time with the vehicles that you have now. Uh huh. Just off, off topic. Which younger version of yourself would you allow to drive these cars as they are now as fast as these are yes i think the i still think i got it right i still think i'm, a, I'm in peak form as far as driver goes so yeah. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm gonna eliminate current brian from the situation but if i had to pick any past brian to drive any of my shit now it would probably be 20 to 21 year old uh, brian because that that's the motherfucker that was out there thursday friday saturday sunday street racing from fucking 10 o'clock at night to three or four in the morning sleeping in the parking lot at my job after the meet just to go in and make money to pay for the dumb shit that I'm doing. You know, that was the guy that I had $50 in the bank and I'm spending 45 of it on filling up that nitrous bottle in the Camaro so I can fuck shit up. So just on experience, you know, that, that motherfucker had it together. You would ride with that guy in the passenger seat. You know, as long as I know that he's me, I think we're good. Yeah. I, I really don't willingly jump into the passenger seat of, of many cars anymore, usually because if somebody pulls up and they have a cool car or they're a good friend and they build something badass, it takes a lot for me to just jump into somebody's car. So yeah. there's not many people that I think that I would ride with because at minimum, I think they would have to have as much ability or skill as I have if I feel like one of my buddies pulls up and I'm not going to name any names and <laughs> I feel like I'm more capable, then I'm just going to fucking do it myself. I'm yeah. like, no, just you, you sit over there. Yeah. I'm going to drive. Yeah, and exactly. that, then that's what's going to happen. And that happened on many occasions. You know, back right. in the day, you know, I was almost a hired gun. I wouldn't get paid anything except maybe dinner, yeah. maybe a couple beers here and there. And they'd be like, here, go out and race this guy or here, do this with my car. And it'd be like, hey, my car's faster if you drive it. Can you take it down the track instead of me? And it's just like, dude, it's only faster because I don't give a fuck if I break it. Because I was so used to breaking my stuff that it was just whatever. Yeah, just getting them to I it. I mean, it's going to break whether, I mean, I can't say it was going to break whether I'm driving it or you're driving it. But I'm going to push it. And yeah. we're, we're probably going to get a new personal best out of it. And I think that's what a lot of people don't understand. Whenever we race the blue car, I'm not going out there trying to go 790s, 80 consistently. I'm not practicing or training for a bracket race when we pull up that blue car to the light i am going for a personal best every single time whether that means that's going to cost me an engine a tranny a rear end a drive shaft some friendships along the way we are going to fucking send it and just hope that you know we run a personal best because i'm so numb to it that unless we're we're hitting new goals like it doesn't it doesn't mean much to me you know like I go to the track to have a good time with friends and to go fast. Yeah. And if I'm not doing either one of those, then I have no business being there. No, it's all for the love of the motorsport, you know. It's what it's always been about. So we did a pilot episode years ago, uh, right whenever uh, Street Outlaws came out. We did a pilot episode for a smaller company, and it was me, uh, Mullet, if people have heard of him, uh, my buddy Nick, a couple other guys from Dallas, and some of the Houston guys. 
and it was going to be like a Dallas versus Houston thing. And what do pe what do these guys do for a living to afford these fast cars or whatever? They asked a question. They said, why do you race? And it's kind of always stuck with me. And when I was put on the spot and I had to enter it, my thing was racing and doing drugs are very similar <laughs> in the fact that you're always chasing that first high. So if you think back to the first time you got into an illegal street race, that feeling that you had immediately after when you won, you're like, holy shit. You're and that's a, that yeah. dude, that's the same fucking high I'm chasing 16 years later, <laughs> you know, and I still haven't gotten it right. So we still push, 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 spend an ungodly amount of money at this point. And I, I, I can't say, you know, that I would ever stop because I don't think I have to stop. You know, a lot of people, you see them, they come into the scene and then they get out or they have kids and or I can't do this, I can't do that. And it's just like, all that does is slow it down. It doesn't yeah. mean you have to stop. And I think with, with us, we're kind of spoiled because we're in the business, right? So I always want to know what the coolest shit is. Oh, Whipple just came out with a new blower. That's badass. Or yeah, ABS or Precision came yeah. out with a new turbo. Send me that shit. Let's see what it is. I'll slap that shit on one of my cars and we'll just go from there. Absolutely. I'm excited for the Sierra with those new turbos. The Sierra is going to be so badass, people don't even know it. There's other people out there with turbo trucks, turbo vehicles, but the way we do things, the way we accomplish things, and how fast we go, that Sierra is going to be fucking nasty. You know, it's going to get to a point where we're going to have to paint it, we're going to have to do something different with it, because once it starts racking up bodies, nobody's going to want any of that motherfucker. Oh, yeah, I'll tell you that not. right now. We're going to have to hide it a little bit. I mean, we're going to have to do something. Uh, if it's going to be one of those things where... Oh, I can't show up, then I'll let Adam drive. I'll let you drive. I'll let Roland drive. I don't I don't give a fuck. Like, that truck <laughs> is going to be on easy mode because it is 4x4, four four, but it, it just takes a little bit of skill. Oh, yeah. So that, that thing's going to be fun. The F-150 is fun. I really don't think I'll let anybody drive that. Blue car, nobody's driving that yeah, thing. Yeah, definitely not. So, I mean, Trans Am's there. I don't, I've, I've never really let anybody make any passes in that. I mean, it's, it's just going to be wild. These these next couple months are going to be insane. You know, this is the first episode. We plan to have additional people on. As I've said several times in this uh, video, I've, I've been in here in the scene for 15, 16 years. I know a lot of people. So if there's somebody specific you want to see on here, and I know them, we can probably make that happen. Oh, yeah. Everybody's so. local. Everybody's, you know, within an hour's worth of driving time. Yeah, and even if we have to do something over Zoom or... Uh, Live look, whatever, we'll make it happen. So, fun, fun times ahead. Any other topics, Levi, you want to talk about? Oh, yeah, we're working on a membership structure here. I don't have the exact price breakdown because Levi hasn't sent it to me, but we'll have that, <laughs> we'll have that up soon. And at some point, the podcast will be live. So, you might have to be a member to see the live ones simply because we have to have some sort of uh, in and out door where we can see uh, who's seen what we're saying and what we're going to do because that shit's going to get spicy. Like, if you think that I'm already vulgar and I'm saying stuff I shouldn't be saying, the membership is just going to be crazy because we're probably going to cut deep. Oh, yeah. So. You're talking about bridges we've burned, people we've pissed off, just I'm, I'm, trying to do everything that bro, we've done. Bro, I love burning bridges because I know I got a boat, so I ain't yeah. fucking worried. You know, burn the bridges because they light our way, so. Yep, that's it. Somebody comes in here and says, well, how come Bridget doesn't talk to me anymore? Well, what'd you do to him for, you know, for, the, for you to get that result? People don't understand. Like, it's not, this isn't not high school yep we will go over the youtube tiers real quick before we wrap up this video just so you guys know what we're gonna have so we have three different tiers we have the shitbox tier which is 2.99 a month and basically uh that covers behind 
the scenes, photos, and shorts of the videos that are going to come out or the podcasts that are going to come out. It's $2.99 a month, so if you guys can spend that for us, that would be great. But again, nobody's inclined to spend any money that they don't have laying around. Yeah, definitely not. I mean, I know you guys, a lot of you guys probably have OnlyFans accounts somewhere, you know, paying for yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to put them single mothers through college. I understand that. <laughs> but the thing is, if you're doing that, there's plenty of free sites available where you can, you know, beat your meat for free. So cancel those OnlyFans. Subscribe to us instead. It goes a lot further. Two ninety nine. Two ninety nine. You can do that. The second one is the Stock Hellcat, which is basically early access and all the other promos from the lower tier. So we're going to start releasing the videos, which we have a bunch of stuff pre-recorded already earlier to you guys. So you'll probably see them a couple hours or a day before they get released. And then we have the 7-second GT500 package, which is going to be the uh, exclusive, unedited, raw raw podcast here. And we will probably go live to this tier, and then everybody else will get the podcast edited cut out and some of the shit talking that happens uh, that doesn't make it into the episode right. uh, will be part of that uh, we're also going to get a heavier discount code for you guys uh, i don't really expect to have too many people who do it but then i've been surprised with the support uh, that we get from the channel so and we appreciate all you guys oh do. bro you have no idea like my wife always laughs at me because i know so many people by name and face that I could not talk to you for two or three years and then it's just like, hey, random person at a Kalidas and Cars event or at the Trek, how have you been? And my wife's like, how do you know that guy? I was like, oh, he came into the shop four years ago. So, <laughs> so we know more, I know more people than you think I would know. And Adam always like, wait, what? I was like, yeah, they drive this, this, and this is what they have done. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, we so. just, that's how car people recognize each other, you know, by the shorts that they wear or by the car that they drive. And that's it. Or if they've dragged you or if you drug them, you're like, yeah. nah, that's a that motherfucker I beat by four buses. <laughs> so, but cool. This is just a short preview to the normal stuff that you will be seeing now on a weekly basis. So, uh, if you haven't already liked and subscribed, go ahead and do that now. We appreciate it greatly and hope to see you guys around soon.